Welcome to Mortification of Spin, the casual conversation about things that count. With Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Let's join this week's conversation. Welcome to Mortification of Spin. I'm Amy Bird. I'm with my co-host today, Todd Pruitt. He is the pastor at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and Carl Truman, who is a professor over at Grove City College in Pennsylvania. And Carl, I noticed since you have been um, now teaching at an undergraduate school, every time I see you now, you seem to be dressing a little more hip. I've, I've I've always been cool. It's a nice striped sweater you got on there. Yes, I went to, well, actually, <laughs> I heard about the one sweater, Carl, but we won't. This is go into this the is the sweater I got for Christmas. <laughs> when I took it out of the packet, my son made a comment, uh, and then realized that his mother had bought him exactly the same one. <laughs> the same. The same very unacceptable criticism oh. applied to him as to me. That's great. Right. Well, it's a nice sweater. I mean, yeah. I'm glad that you have someone my, to for you while you're there so you can fit in. Jean-Paul Gaultier look, if I could. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, that well, speaks. <laughs> while we're talking about being cool, um, today we wanted to talk about this new documentary that has been released by Joshua Harris, who most people know as the author of the book I Kiss Dating Goodbye, which is written, uh, published in 1997. Um, so over 20 years ago, uh, sold the last I checked over 1.2 million copies, um, upholding courtship only towards marriage and kissing dating. Absolutely. Goodbye. Goodbye. And there's been a lot of criticism about that book I would say more recently, even like within the last five to 10 years, uh-huh. uh, people coming out of that movement um, who have really been burned by it, either uh, their whole theology of relationships has been messed up, which has led to uh, divorces or a permanent singlehood, um, you know, never getting that invitation for a burger or a milkshake or a cup of coffee to get to know somebody because it's just so heavy. You have to first ask their father's permission and and court them for marriage before you even really get to know them a little bit. So um, Joshua Harris has released this documentary now called I Survived, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, where he goes back Well, yeah, it sold like a million copies. Of course he did. (laughs) Of course he survived. Um, You know, and the premise is, what if you gave millions of people the wrong advice? Because the premise, the then premise, just say you're sorry and go away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, a lot of people are praising the fact yeah, that he's willing signs. to admit he's wrong and <laughs> to listen. He actually skypes with a lot of people uh, on the documentary. You can see it, yeah. um, complaining to him about wh- how it's ruined their, how his book has ruined their lives. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> They're pretty strong. Uh, <laughs> And then he interviews people. He travels around America. Was, was that hard for you when I ruined your life? <laughs> Is that frowned upon here? <laughs> I, I watched the trailer. Well, let me be more honest. I watched about one minute 47 seconds of the trailer. Now, sitting here in my Jean-Paul Gaultier top, <laughs> my overwhelming reaction was, dress like an adult, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> at age 45 or whatever it is, you should not be trying to look like some 16-year-old skateboarder. I know he's even skateboarding in the, in the documentary. Oh, man. <laughs> With oh, the that, hat, you know. You know. <laughs> Rule to self. Josh, if you're out there, this, I found this <laughs> very, very helpful. Whenever I do anything online these days, I always think, what would my kids think if they got hold of <laughs> something at their place of work forwarded to them? And if they would die of embarrassment, the rule of thumb is, don't do it, man. Don't <laughs> temptation. Can this be legitimately used to embarrass me? Yeah. If or so, that's how you can get your kids to stop things as well. Like, <laughs> I think they were using the word lit. And so Matt and I just started using that word lit in conversation. Anyway, that's so funny. I will do that <laughs> at home. For them. I'll do that at home with, with uh, when, when my two sons are home just to annoy them. <laughs> yeah. I get a, you know, I'll start using that line. Hey, man, right, that right. I do that too. <laughs> it just drives them crazy. They, don't, they know I'm 51. They don't right. want me talking like them. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And we so ruin it for them, which is wonderful. Right. Right. Okay. Now on, on the I Kiss Dating Goodbye, I remember that being a huge phenomenon. I was in ministry at the time and, and had lots of people coming to me, asking me questions about it. I've got to admit, I never read the book, which I probably should have because there were so many people in my ministry reading the book, but I never did. I mean, the questions I was getting back in the day when that book was circulating mainly came from a from a sympathetic and, and affirming standpoint, they were reading it and thinking, hey, this makes a lot of sense. Maybe this should be the approach I take. And, and, and I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. I don't know if you and I agree on this, Amy, or not, but I'm not a courtship or nothing guy. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, my kids have not practiced courting or anything like that. However, if when my daughter was living at, at home, she's an adult living in Washington, D.C. now, but if my daughter was living at home and you wanted to come over to our house, if you wanted to come and, and take my daughter on a date, um, I considered it very good manners and wise to ask the dad to say, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I'd, I'd love to take Kate out, is that cool, kind of thing. And, and at, at, at minimum, though, at least come to the front door, come in the house and let us meet you and, and visit mm -hmm. with you. I'm not going to um, take you into my yeah. study and clean my gun <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But, but, you know, I mean, I, for me that like, right. That was never, when I was dating, that was never. I'm all uh, for parental involvement. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you got kids under 18 in your house. Mm -hmm. um, and, and my husband, I mean, even if it's not a date, even if it's just like yeah. date, it's just an activity, but right. you know, if it's a, a friend coming to pick our daughter up, he's like, no, no texting from the driveway right. saying mm -hmm. I'm here, yeah, you know, come exactly. in. Meet yeah, us, I mean, talk I, to us. You know, knowing you and having been around Matt a few times, I can't imagine either of you go, oh, yeah, our daughter can just walk out the door with any right, old right. You know, <laughs> shirt that comes by. I know you oh, don't Matt do that. Matt has made boys cry before just shaking their hands. <laughs> <laughs> Good on him. Good on him. Like so, he looked into the soul. Yeah, exactly. Rock. So when, when we express concerns about courtship, we are not saying uh, – parents let your daughter walk out of the house with any loser that comes by right. that is not what we are saying it was the unyielding legalistic approach prosperity to, gospel too it, you know it has no. ties in that because if Connected. you'll do it this way if you'll do it this way you'll have success mm -hmm. yeah. and that's you know so you talk about uh you know the duggar's oldest son and the scandals he's gone through. Well, he, you know, they're a courtship right. only you know, kind of group. So, so you're right. It, there, there was a real flavor of the prosperity theology to that. Do it right. this way and you'll have success. Mm -hmm. And I, I think this, I, I'm increasingly convinced that Protestant theology takes 
something of a wrong turn. It would take a, a while to, to explain this fully, but I, I think at the Reformation, you have this excellent and wonderful insight into justification by grace through faith. Mm -hmm. An unfortunate byproduct of the way that develops historically is that the whole idea of virtue vanishes from Protestant discussion mm -hmm. and theology. Mm -hmm. uh, behavior becomes a matter of law, not virtue. Mm -hmm. and that's not to say I want to return to a pre-Reformation sure. view of salvation. Not at all. But I think Protestantism loses something at some point in history when it fails to think about the cultivation of, of virtues. And one of the things about cultivating of virtues is it places categories like wisdom and character at the heart of who we are socially mm -hmm. and means that how-to books that touch on moral issues are really irrelevant. Yeah. Morality is not a how-to thing. Morality speaks. Nor it's is the it gendered. behavior that comes from who you are inside, if we could put it that way. Right. So it was Amy getting one of her feminist oh, shows. Oh, yeah. She said, something, she said something about Gloria Stein. Well, and if we're connecting this to the purity culture, which is very much a part of what he yeah. has to respond to here, the virtue that is taught is not only legalistic, but it's gendered. The men behave in a certain way and the women behave in a certain way. Mm -hmm. and, and it's outward as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's all behavior based. But um, so what do you I did watch part of the documentary. So I think mm -hmm. we need to talk about the documentary itself a little bit. Um, I wasn't planning on it. And then I saw some people that I respect on Twitter saying, you know, saying how good it was. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I asked Matt if he'd sit down and watch it with me. May, may I just we, say at this point, there is nobody that I respect on Twitter. <laughs> other than Robert there are people Matt Frank. I respect on Twitter. <laughs> but anyway, so we couldn't finish it. Uh, yeah. We couldn't finish it. And some points I wanted to bring up, though, because, I mean, it's a good thing to listen to others about your writing. It's a yep. good thing to be able to admit when you're wrong Absolutely. about something. Those are good things. Mm -hmm. um, and he even, like, evaluates, you know, the content of some of the teaching. But he acts kind of shocked by the whole purity culture, in a sense. Like, he, he kind of makes the excuse that, um, you know, he wrote the book when he was 21, which or it was published when he was 21, and, um, you know, how Nobody odd that was. Nobody be writing a book when they're 21. Yeah, especially just, on relationships and dating. And, yeah. and, and then as soon as it was published, he pretty much gets married really shortly after that. So mm -hmm. he kind of says that, oh, he left that whole culture uh, and didn't realize the effects of yeah. his book so much. And for me, I'm thinking, okay, besides the fact that how many copies he sold and then he wrote two sequels afterwards, mm, right, right. Um, he's also a pastor at this yeah. point. So, um, you know, I just find that to be an irresponsible thing to say. I mean, as a, an author, I want to pay attention to the effects of my book. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. Right afterwards. And then he says that, yeah, so I've, I just felt like that's not very pastoral. Mm -hmm. um, he says he didn't realize people would take it so seriously. Nah. Uh, <laughs> he wrote it as a joke. <laughs> and, I mean, every author wants to be taken very seriously. You know? I mean, particularly, yeah. particularly when you're saying, this is the way you need to do this. Right. And then he uses this language. Can he be courageous or, or strong enough to be wrong? Oh, 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 oh man. <laughs> because we were like, oh, this is such the South. <laughs> Even my screw-ups become a sign of how brilliant and courageous <laughs> I am. Yeah, I was like, this isn't about you being Man. courageous, you know, like. Yeah. He used the word journey as well, I bet. <laughs> yes, he did use the word journey. Oh. In my journey, have Try I been courageous that. enough to be wrong? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. so, so you know, it begs yeah. the question, how do, how do public 
teachers and preachers and pastors, how do they, what's the best way to, because at some point we're going to say something that, that's not, um, right. we're going to err at some point. Right, right. So what, what, what's the, exactly. So what's the best way for those who, who are teaching publicly, who have, who have been blessed with a, with a public ministry, what's the best way for us to correct our errors when they come up? In a humble and sacrificial manner. Mm. And let me say that sacrificial manner may involve returning the money that you made yeah. off your catastrophic mistake. Yeah. Do you regret it enough to hand the money back? Yeah. yeah. It would be difficult to do in book sales. I mean, are you starting a new line of humble ministry? Now, I don't know Josh how I've met him once, I think. I don't know Josh Harris well, but producing a glossy, high production net video yeah. doesn't seem to me to conduce towards humble drawing attention away from yourself and towards others, if mm -hmm. I could put it that way. I was thinking of John Profumo, the British yes. politician, who's the archetypal. You know, he's caught in a terrible sex scandal. He was a war hero. He was the last, uh, the last survivor of the Norway debate that brought Winston Churchill to power. You know, he was an, an, an excellent political figure right. caught in a, a dreadful sex scandal in the 1960s, resigned from Parliament, and went off secretly mm -hmm. to wash dishes at a single man's hostel in London and spent the rest of his life quietly working for charity. Nobody really knew where he'd gone. He just worked behind right. the scenes for charity. He just recently died, I believe, correct? Last couple of years. Yeah. No not, selfies of him serving? Exactly. No selfies of him serving. Certainly not putting jo you know, Josh Harris. He, he did not commit an egregious sin in right. writing. I kiss dating goodbye. But I... I find it problematic when one uses one's mistakes simply as a way to apparently further one's own career. Mm -hmm. That's a very yeah. cynical way of looking at it, but that seems to me to be a reasonable interpretation of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 it bothers me. The, 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 the way that this response has gone bothers me, and, it, and in a way that forces me to examine my own heart and make sure that, that I would not do something similar. If, if I err, if I say something that upon later reflection or write something that upon later reflection, I go, you know what, I, mi I missed it there. That, mm. That's just wrong. I want to be able to go back and correct that without at the same time talking about how courageous I was for being wrong. Yeah. I mean, you were quoted by Tully and Chivijin, if you remember, uh, Tata. <laughs> you have a, in, did you make in, a video about that? And in, uh, in one of his books, I, I get quoted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but the quote was right. What, I, what, I, <laughs> what he quotes It's very courageous was, of you to say so. It was, it is, <laughs> I find myself to be highly courageous by admitting that I was right. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I'm, I'm humbled in your presence. <laughs> mm -hmm, as am I. Just to talk about repenting for one's bad teaching, I think, you know, joking aside, I would certainly not want to say that what uh, Josh Harris taught in uh, Ike Stating Goodbye is heresy. You know, it, it doesn't rise to the level of a denial of a fundamental of the faith. Mm -hmm. But it still leaves me with serious questions about how somebody who's come to, to repent of an aspect of their teaching should address that publicly. I think it does need to be addressed publicly because if it's public teaching, right. it should be addressed in, in a public fashion and it should be addressed in a fashion that is as comprehensive 
as the impact of the original wrong teaching, which in Josh's case is is very considerable. It's that mm-hmm. you say he sold more than a million copies or something. That's a lot right. of people. That lot. He, he now thinks that he's uh, he, he's misled on on mm-hmm. a, a fairly small thing, perhaps, but but still on on something relatively significant. How do you think you should address that sort of issue? Right. I mean, and. I think it's a little tricky because since he had such a wide influence and so many people were affected by it, it seems like he would need to address it in a way that would be widely received as well. Um, But crowdsourcing on GoFundMe, uh, the money to do this documentary, I mean, that kind of is it sacrificial (laughs) as you were were talking about. And, um, and then to make it this, you know, semi well produced documentary where he's very polished in it. Uh, you know, I feel like it, it would have been better to maybe address on a blog post or something like that. And he did give people screen time as far as to be able to share how the book affected them in negative ways and some in positive ways as well. You could do that on, on a website, you know, ways that are a little more modest. Yeah. to address, but could still reach a lot of people? Because it's a free documentary. I think yeah. that's why he crowdsourced the money for yeah. it, was to offer it as a free documentary that anybody can watch. But Yeah. Um, yeah. I, know, I mean, if we're getting close to wrapping up here, but you know, one other thing I'd like to mention as well is that he's not the only person responsible for this. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that he was 20. We said he was 21. 21. Yeah. Who out there is responsible Right. And, and there's the so many. I mean, the publisher, obviously. Yeah. What in the world were you thinking? Yeah. But then all the people who took him so seriously yeah. and, and bought his books like crazy and yeah. the buyers are also responsible. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have our own discernment as well. It's funny that the night I was, the, the one night I met Josh Harris was when we sat on a panel together at Southern Seminary, I think 2000 and. 12, 11 or 12. And the evening started with a young guy who'd just gone viral on YouTube because of a rap he'd done on the difference between Christianity and religion or something, was mm-hmm. invited to stand up and do a rap on, on Christology. And I remember, and this sounds like a real persnickety thing, but I'm sitting listening to this guy rapping on Christology. And I am into Christology. I'm not into rap. Right. So, right. Uh, you know, one out of two isn't bad, I suppose. But this rap contained several fundamental errors on the mm-hmm. doctrine of Christ. Now, you don't want to jump out of your seat and beat up a young guy who's you know, singing his heart out for the Lord. He's doing his best for the Lord, and he's doing mm-hmm. some. But part of his thinking, who's invited him to do this? This young man doesn't know any better. We, we can't yeah, yeah. grab hold of him and hold him to blame for this. This young man doesn't know any better. What kind of a Christian world is it when guys who are sort of, you know, converted last week, mm-hmm. are this week standing up on a platform, doing a rap and, uh, and teaching falsely. Right. Not by intention. I think the same in, in, a, in a way when I look at Josh Harris's stuff, I think, who are the men? Mm-hmm. Who are the grown-ups right. who held positions of authority in the Christian world who made this guy a big shot? You know, for all my joking and, and razzing about how he dressed, that sort of, at least one could say, at least he's had the decency mm-hmm. to stand up and say, I got it wrong. He may have done right. it in a, in a wrong-headed way, which is full of problems, but at least mm-hmm. he's done that. But Josh Harris didn't create Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. The marketplace 
Yeah. The marketplace created Josh Harris. Mm -hmm. Who's going to take responsibility for that? You can bet right. your life that the men who made Josh Harris, they've just moved on to the next best, the next big yeah. thing. And I will commend him for, um, you know, a couple of years ago back. I mean, he became very famous from that book and he, and he gets this job as, as a pastor at a big, big church. He did step away from that, you know, yeah. years later and, and say, you know, I need to go pursue graduate studies. Um, yeah. and, and so he's in Vancouver now doing that. And, and I do commend him for that. And I think that's a yeah. very humble thing to do, as a matter of fact, a hard thing to do. Yeah. Well, thanks very much for joining us today on Mortification of Spin. It's been great to have you with us. We hope the conversation has been uh, not just uh, amusing at points, but also helpful and instructive. Please send all of your complaints about the, uh, the mockery, etc. we engaged in today to uh, Todd Pruitt at uh, <laughs> his church in Harrisonburg, Virginia. He will deal with all of the complaints there. And we like to think of him as the... Uh, the PCA's answer to Kanye West. So um, <laughs> sort of connect with him. Uh, please do pop over to our website, mortificationofspin.org. And if you feel led, make a, a donation there. We are a listener-supported podcast. And you can also enter for a chance to win uh, a book. We're giving away Gerald Heaston's book, Sex, Dating, and Relationships, A New Approach. Other than that, we look forward to being with you next time. I really can't stay Baby, it's cold outside I gotta go away Baby, it's cold outside This evening has been I'm hoping that you so dropped in very nice I'll hold your hands that just like My mine. mother will start to Beautiful, what's your name? Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. To read more on hard-hitting topics like this, visit the podcast page and blog at mortificationofspin.org, where we'll have links and other articles from Amy, Carl, and Todd. And while you're there, please subscribe and consider making a donation. And be sure to listen next time when Carl, Todd, and Amy talk about... In around 2013, there were eight former elders who brought to the attention of the current elder board just documented disqualifying characteristics according to Scripture that they felt applied to their senior pastor, James McDonald. That interview is next time. Join us then. We need uh, some kind of women's razor advert to, to put this yes. ah, I, I am tired of toxic femininity nice picture of women baking bread making coffee <laughs> yes uh, yes um i think but, there um, was that commercial we wear short shorts mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much and we need more of that uh -huh. yeah yeah, yeah I, I think if we are going to bring this nation back to god we need more <laughs> of that yeah if you go to the 1980s and look at some of the old scorpions videos they would give you a good <laughs> here i am <laughs> Um, I can't even continue with the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs>